Hi, welcome to the Vegans Fitness and Nutrition Podcast. This is episode nine. I'm the muscle deficient vegan here with the protein deficient vegan. Do you want to say hi? Hi. Hi. So this week we're going to talk about micronutrients. Um, finally. Finally. Uh, really tilted more towards, because it's Veganuary, uh, micronutrients that vegans in particular need. But a lot of these also apply to anybody. So first things first, the easiest way to get all the micronutrients that you need, whether you're plant-based or not, is to just eat a wide variety of foods. It Really, you tend to run into a nutrient deficiency when you eat kind of the same things over and over, and maybe you're missing a food that you need to get some of the nutrients that you don't normally get. Eat the colors of the rainbow. That's what they say. Not Skittles, though. Mm. <laughs> you don't think Skittles. Skittles won't give you your vitamins. No, not any good ones, but they look kind of like vitamins, so i got to count for something, right? No. Mm, that's unfortunate. So the first one up is iron. Iron's actually the most common deficiency in the world as far as nutrients go across uh, the whole population. I've had this. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. So iron helps your red blood cells uh, move oxygen around your body. So basically, if you are low on iron, you start to have a lot of issues with fatigue. And well, I guess since you've had it, what are some of the other things you might run into? Yeah. So you're tired. You're a little weak. Uh, your hair can start falling out. Your mm -hmm. skin gets dry. Your nails get brittle. It's not good. Yeah, I think in general, you know, low iron is referred to as anemia, and that can have all kinds of issues. I think you can also pass out, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, obviously, for any of these, the best way to find out if you're actually deficient is with a blood test. Um, so, if you don't want to take a bunch of vitamins or supplements, you can just get a blood test. Um, you can probably get it through your doctor if you have an actual concern. Or, pro tip, you could just go donate blood and they'll test you for your iron for free. And then sometimes you get a cool shirt. That is a good pro tip. They actually tell you what your iron is or just if it's low? Well, just if it's low. Sometimes they'll tell you. That's all you really need to like, know. Though. Is it 12, 14, whatever? They usually tell you. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so as far as food goes, the top five vegan sources of iron are lentils, spinach, tofu, kidney beans, and Swiss chard, and also a bunch of the other dark leafy greens. So that's typically where you're going to get that from in your diet. So if you just try to get leafy greens in a lot of your meals, you know, you'll get lentils probably pretty naturally on a vegan diet. Um, and, and tofu. And tofu and beans. I mean, these are all kind of things we're, we're rotating around as staples anyway. So as long as you're getting uh, a diverse mix of those, you probably won't run into iron issues. But uh, it's one of those things, you know, your doctor will probably see on your regular blood work if you actually go to the doctor like you're supposed to. So if it turns out you are actually low on iron and you go to your doctor, they'll probably tell you to take an iron supplement. So there are a lot of these you can get. Some of them can cause issues with your stomach. So there's a couple out there that market specifically like gentle on your stomach. Yes. I had this where I was taking one in the morning without food, you know, because I don't listen or read directions on the bottle. Yeah. Anyways, it was making me throw up and I was like, why am I throwing up in the mornings? And it was because of my iron supplement. So now I take it with food and usually at night. Yeah, that's a good idea. Um, but you also want to make sure you take it with some vitamin C that helps the iron absorb. And then also uh, for vegans, the plant-based version of iron is referred to as non-heme iron. That's actually a little harder to absorb. So you really want to make sure you take it with that vitamin C. And you might even need a little bit higher dose. And that's why we want to try to get extra through all of our you know, dark leafy vegetables and things throughout. Also, fun fact. Cooking in a cast iron skillet actually adds non-heme iron to your food. So it can actually help supplement. I saw something said uh, in some cases it can add up to 16% to the iron content of the food. 
I've never used one of those. Yeah, I tried a couple times. I'm not very good at it. My mom's good at it. I can't never manage to actually cook in one without making stuff stick all over it. So I don't have the magic touch. <laughs> you have that problem with all pans. So it's not uh, just cast iron specific. That's a really good point, I guess. <laughs> Who can destroy an always pan? You can. <laughs> <laughs> it's not so always anymore. <laughs> all right. Next up on our list is vitamin B12. Uh, vitamin B12 is the one that's uh, almost impossible to get from plant sources. Uh, there are actually some mushrooms and seaweed that have B12, but it's really not a reliable source of it. So uh, you may not know B12 actually comes from bacteria. So now with modern agriculture, the way they clean and wash our foods, the bacteria doesn't really make it into the plant sources we eat anymore. So we're all screwed if there's a zombie apocalypse yeah. on the B12 front. That's uh, that's true. I wonder if you could uh, grow the bacteria somehow. I don't know. Mm. My thing is, like, if I feel a zombie apocalypse is coming, I'm just going to go grab all the B12 from the stores. Yeah, well, I think uh, we'll probably be pretty well stocked up on nutritional yeast anyway. And nutritional yeast is one of the good sources of B12. That's true. <laughs> In VO life. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so some of the sources other than the uh, the mushrooms and seaweed you can't really rely on are some of the enriched or fortified vegan options. So they usually do this with nutritional yeast, some cheeses, some of the uh, plant-based milks, and a lot of the cereals will all have uh, B12 fortified. Um, B12 is also water-soluble, so you can't really overdose on it. Uh, mostly you'll just pee out all the, the extra that you take. So if you do look at some B12 supplements, You'll see a lot of the times they're like really high doses, like 12,000% of your daily value. And one, that's because it doesn't absorb super well in a supplement form. And two, since there's such a low risk of overdose, they just give you a high dose to make sure you're getting the daily allowance. Yeah, they even do B12 shots. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever had one? I've never had one, but I know that's really common. I got one. Yeah. Not only do, do will a doctor give you a B12 shot, I think there are like just fun places to go yeah people get b12 shots. exactly they gave it to me at work once yeah. during like a health fair yeah um i don't know if it actually did anything or if i was like oh this is supposed to make me feel better and then it <laughs> did i'm not really sure another fun fact for b12 the form of b12 that's in the fortified foods and supplements is actually easier to absorb than the form of b12 that is in animal derived products so uh, that's a win for the vegans, I guess. And, that's right. You know, a lot of uh, a lot of people who aren't vegan also have a B12 deficiency. And yeah. Even when I was, you know, pre-vegan, I took a B12 supplement pretty regularly because it's still something a lot of people uh, have issues with. All right. So another one you might be missing out on, especially now that it's wintertime, is vitamin D. <laughs> and where where do you get vitamin D from? Normally, you get vitamin D from the sun. Whose sun? <laughs> So sunlight is actually the best source of vitamin D. Uh, it hits our skin and turns into the vitamin in our body, essentially. That's a simplified form of that. Um, but in the winter, we're all arms are covered up and everything. When we go outside, even if there is sun, we're pretty covered up. So we're, we're <laughs> That's not... me in the summer, too. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> I get cold. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, most people should probably take a supplement for this. Uh, you might even need to take it year-round, but you should probably definitely supplement this in the winter just to cover your bases. Um, there are some food sources of it for vegans. You can get it from mushrooms and again, like fortified things like fortified milks, fortified tofu. Those have vitamin D. Typically the supplement form is going to be vitamin D3. 
So if you're looking for a supplement uh, and you see D3, that is the one you need. Um, also, if you're going to take a vitamin D3 supplement, you should take a take it with vitamin K2. And you can find supplements that are actually combined, D3 and K2. And that's just because if you take vitamin D3, especially in high doses on its own, uh, it can cause some calcium to get into your bloodstream and that can do bad things for your arteries and tissues. So if you take it with K2, that pulls the calcium more into the bones and other places where it belongs. Okay. D3 and K2. Does that sound like something from battleship? Yeah. You sunk my battleship. Yeah. Yeah. So if you do D3 and K2, you'll sink your own battleship or not. You won't sink your battleship. Anyway, you should do that. Well, you'll be happy because (laughs) (laughs) you won't have a vitamin D deficiency. Mm -hmm. Oh, also, vitamin D is a fat-soluble vitamin. So you'll want to take it with some sort of uh, fat, you know, eat food with oil or something when you take your vitamin D to help it absorb. If you're taking omegas, could you take it with that? Yeah, that helps. Um, You probably want a little more. More fat? A little more fat. So shove it in an avocado. Yeah, that's a good plan. Mm. (laughs) Well, actually, they have uh, vitamin D also a lot of the time will come in drops. So you can do little drops into your avocado and make it taste really terrible because that stuff does not taste good in droplet form. Oh, yeah. You do eat the drops, don't you? Uh, Sometimes. I I don't like them very much. Okay. The next one that uh, vegans can have trouble with is zinc. Zinc is important for your immune function, fighting infections. Uh, You can get this from beans and lentils and some of those same foods you get iron from. So, um, you know, make sure you eat your beans again. Also, Zinc has the coolest name. Be like a good kid's name. It is a really cool name. Kind of sounds like a superhero name. Yeah. yeah. Also, we have iodine. Iodine is important for thyroid function, and uh, it's pretty hard to get as a vegan. You can get it from seaweed. The problem with uh, seaweed, and it would be nori seaweed, is the one people typically use for this. But the problem is uh, seaweed is not a very consistent dose of iodine. So you can actually get seaweed that has way more or way less than is kind of the average. And if you eat a lot of seaweed that happens to have way more, um, you can get too much iodine and it can start wreaking havoc kind of on your thyroid function. Yeah, just be careful because the thyroid function uh, is pretty important. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Some other options are basically an iodine supplement. Or they also have uh, iodized salt you can use in replacement for your normal salt. Yeah, just be careful and make sure you actually need to take it before you take that. Yeah, I don't. I don't think this is a supplement where every vegan should take it or anything. No, like no, that. it's not like B twelve. Okay. Next is uh, calcium. Yeah, a lot of people have concerns about calcium going onto a vegan diet, but we do actually have a lot of options for calcium. We have kale, broccoli. Chickpeas, fortified milks. Um, I usually get my basically daily allotment from like a almond milk or an oat milk or something like that. That's just the easiest way. Um, most vegans, you know, they've found it across a couple of studies don't get enough calcium. So you want to at least make sure you're paying attention and trying to get some calcium for the day. Maybe use something like chronometer just to make sure, you know, for a week or two that you're you're kind of hitting the daily allowance on average. Um, you might need to supplement calcium if you're really not able to get it into your diet in a way that works for you. But if you can, you want to try to avoid it. You, you don't really want to get too much calcium in a supplement. So I really recommend just trying to get it through food. 
Next, omega-3s. We talked about these a little bit in the macronutrients episode, but a lot of people don't get enough omega-3s, and this is not just a vegan issue. A lot of omnivores will supplement fish oil. We have algae oil we can use, which is the same forms, EPA and DHA, of omega-3s, which is just a fatty acid, a form of fat. Oh, and I've always heard omnivores complaining that their omega-3s give them fish burps, but I don't have that issue with the algae ones. I've never taken the fish ones, though. Yeah, so algae oil, Nordic Naturals has a really nice algae oil. And you can get other vegan omega-3 supplements. They come in a form called ALA that kind of converts the EPA and DHA, but it doesn't convert very well. But if you use the uh, Nordic Naturals algae oil or really any other algae oil, it will have directly the EPA and DHA forms that are better for supplementation. Isn't this one of the ones that's tied to longevity too? Like they've had studies that say you should be taking these? Yeah, omega-3 is good because it fixes what we talked about before, kind of the omega-3 to omega-6 ratio. You want to have a lot more omega-3s than you're probably already getting to help prevent heart disease and uh, you know, improve your longevity, like you said, and things along that line. So that's really all the uh, micronutrients. So if you want an easy way to kind of uh, check all these boxes, there is a multivitamin for plant-based people uh, that I like to use, you know, not associated with them or anything. I just happen to like it and it's not really that expensive. Uh, it's about the same price as any other multivitamin. It's called Holier. Uh, basically, they just have six or seven ingredients and they're just the ones that plant-based people have issues getting. Um, and you can get, you know, refills in a little pouch and keep using the same glass bottle over and over. And they come in the mail super easy once a month. Um, so that's And the they're pretty. They're pretty, yeah. They like kind of are see-through and you can see all the little... Little green beads. Little, all yeah. the beads and components inside the vitamins. So. They're so cute. They're really cool. Um, so anyway, that's the one I use just because it's pretty limited. I don't get a whole bunch of vitamins I don't need. And, yeah. Yeah. I was using home, but I think I'm going to switch to holier just because uh, I have a lot of bottles of things. Yeah. I don't want to have a lot of bottles of things. So. Yeah. yeah. So we'll put a link to that in the show notes. It's not a special affiliate link or anything. We don't get anything for it. It's just a. Because they don't know who cool we are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cool. All right. So now we have uh, some recipes coming up this week. They're not out yet, but we wanted to give a little sneak peek of them. So we had a high-protein granola bar that we made. Yes, with TVP. Had some craisins and chocolate chips in it, too. I thought it turned out pretty good. Yeah, it was really tasty. It was like a little, kind of like a little protein bar, but uh, granola style. I liked it yeah. a lot. Easy to make, too. Yeah. We also had a Caesar salad that was super good. Yes. We figured out how to make Caesar dressing out of silken tofu, and I thought it was pretty damn close. Yeah, I thought so, too. Uh, and we made these, like, little garlicky, uh, seasoned, like, TVP croutons, kind of. Oh, yeah. Yeah, those were For really the good. salad, I thought they were really good, and they added some protein and kind of took the place of what you would normally put croutons on a Caesar. Yeah, they had a good texture. Helped. We also made a pretty cool lasagna that tasted really good. What was in that one? Uh, so we made ricotta out of tofu, and then I was lazy, and so I just dumped pasta sauce in there, and I accidentally used two different types of pasta sauce because I ran out of one. Yeah, accidentally, but now I think it might be like a trademark thing. Yeah, it was pretty good. <laughs> it was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, it was like, a, what, the normal pasta sauce, and then we finished it with a, the bol bolognese Yeah, sauce. like a vegan bolognese. I don't know. That's such a fancy word. I, I've never... Bolognese. It's a very fancy word. <laughs> Yeah. And then uh, the last one we had was a Nutter Butter pie slash cheesecake. Cheesecake. 
Yeah, it's a lot like the peanut butter cheesecake, but we also threw in some nutter butters that we happen to have left over. Yeah, I think it gave it a little more of a, a dense texture. It was really... Yeah, it was nice and peanut buttery. Very peanut buttery. Yeah, it was very good. And I had a potluck at work this week, and I made the broccoli salad, and I made the uh, ch the chocolate cheesecake, just on a cookie crust, not a TVP crust. Yeah. And uh, people liked it, or at least they lied to me. Well, and told me they bring, liked it. You didn't bring much back home, so I think that's a pretty good indication that they liked it. Or they like me enough to pretend to eat the food they don't like. And either way, I'm happy. So yeah, I mean, it's pretty much the same, right? All right. So that's it for this week. Uh, next week, we're going to have another kind of Veganuary-focused episode. We're going to be talking about debunking some of the vegan myths and you know maybe easing your mind on some of the hesitations you might have about going vegan or trying a plant-based diet. I'm excited. Me too. I think that'll be really cool because there's a lot of stuff out there that, you know, there's a little bit of truth in everything, but there's a lot of stuff out there that one is really not as big of a deal as you think it is when you actually yeah. switch to be vegan. And two is just really um, not relevant at all. Actually, there are a lot of those. <laughs> yes. I had a very angry lady on Instagram tell me that um, my skin was terrible and that my gut was leaking or something because I eat tofu. Mm. Um, don't know what that was based on. But it was weird. And yeah. It's pretty impressive to make a medical diagnosis like that through a comment. That's I know. Pretty impressive. <laughs> I didn't even have any pictures on Instagram <laughs> for her to comment on my skin. It was odd. <laughs> you didn't have pictures of your leaky gut? No. <laughs> I don't know how she knows I have a leaky gut. Oh, wow. That's yeah. I don't. Impressive. I don't know what that is, but I'm pretty sure I don't have one. Okay, well, I hope uh, you learned some stuff about micronutrients, and we're looking forward to talking to you next week about the vegan myths. So, hope everybody has a good week. Uh, do you want to say bye? Bye. Bye, everybody.